Hey, Brad. Hey, Brittany. What does the fox say? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's what a fox says, but... I thought it was... It, like, shouts. (laughs) We need to find out what a fox says. (laughs) This is Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. We are Brad and Brittany, the voices in your head. Today we are doing Packs by Sarah Pennypacker, narrated by Michael Kern Dersano. That's good job. That's a hard name to pronounce. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the publisher is Harper Audio. An audiobook release date is February 2nd, 2016. I didn't know this was so recent. Yeah, it's coming up on its first birthday. Wow. The duration is five hours and 35 minutes. Perfect length. Perfect. And the genre is coming of age, animals, and fiction. I had no idea that this was going to be a young, young adult. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't know that they read this in middle school. Exactly. Middle school. I was like, I was not reading this in middle school. I mean, I read Hatchet in middle school. Hatchet was good. And this is kind of... Kind of, yeah. Similar. I'm glad they're coming out with new books like this. Yes. For middle schoolers. Yes. So do you want to describe the summary of this book for us? Yes. Yes, I do. So this book is about a young lad, Peter, Hmm. with his pet fox, Pax. Say that ten times fast. (laughs) Pet pop. I can't even say it one time. (laughs) And Peter's father decides that he needs to go back to war to fulfill his duty to his country. Mm -hmm. It's noble. In doing that, he has to give up his pet fox because his father is sending him away to his grandfather's house. Rude. Right? So the book covers... The journey that the fox takes, as well as Peter, to find each other. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good book. It really is. And I have to say that I cried more than 12 times. <laughs> I cried. There was that moment I told you. I was in BJ's. Yeah. Pulling my little cart around. And all of a sudden, they started talking about some therapist and Peter and playing with blocks, talking about anger. And I just, I lost it. Yeah. I lost it. Is it accurate to real life? Kind of. You saw yourself Yeah, in this I book. saw. I was like, those are the questions that I would ask. Mm-hmm. I see that you're angry while the kids hit blocks together and cars and stuff. So yeah. I was like, wow, all my kids. Yeah. Ugh. So I think that the interesting thing about this book is the lesson that it teaches about growing up and figuring out yourself, whether mm-hmm. you're a fox or you're a boy, there's still things that you need to figure out. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting book and it's really sweet sad obviously because we both cried Mm -hmm. but then at the end you just kind of feel empowered for both pax and peter yes and let's be real peter had a lot of trials and tribulations that he was a clumsy fool (laughs) (laughs) but i did not think a 12 year old would have to go through all this no first of all where is the police right if i (laughs) when i was 12 i was still asking for barbies for christmas Oh. Yeah, that might be a little... When I was 12, I was asking for Barbies for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we both were still playing with Barbies. <laughs> but seriously, where were the police? Because basically the, the big thing is Peter leaves his home. He to runs go away. Fi- yeah, he find, tries to find the fox. And he ends up at some stranger's house. 
Why did the grandfather call the police? I do not know. Mm. Not only that, but Peter, you can tell from very early on that he's mature as a 12-year-old already, Mm -hmm. and he still ends up growing a lot because to a certain extent, he is grown up because of the loss of his mother and the loss of Pax and going to his grandfather's and basically losing his father as well to his duty to his country. Mm -hmm. But when he's gathering supplies to get ready to run away, I'm just kind of like... I would not have thought about that stuff to bring. No. I I tried to run away from home once. <laughs> I didn't make it out the front door. Mm-hmm. But all I packed were toys. Oh, yes. And toys. Peter was packing flashlights and batteries mm-hmm. and sandwiches. And he's like, I need to eat at some point. Exactly. I need to protect my feet if it rains. So I'm going to grab some trash bags. Mm-hmm. And I was like, geez, Peter. Yeah, I would have brought a Yoo-Hoo and that's it. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'd have been like, I can make it 300 miles on just a Nutri-Green bar. Exactly. But this kid was smart. Yeah, he was very intelligent. And I think he was smart because of all of the life circumstances that he had. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a great kind of theme through the book is this journey that he's taking to kind of find himself, even though he's a child. Yeah, it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that I really enjoyed Michael's voice in this book. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it my goodness. It was very, very good. I mean, he was clear his tone was perfect. I loved it. For a children's book, middle school age, this book would definitely be something a child could listen to. Yeah. And relate to because of this man's voice. Yes. He was very soft, very tender, very childlike, but yeah. in a not so immature way. Yeah, exactly. It was very smooth and I just, mm-hmm. it was peaceful. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. nice to listen to. And he, um... He didn't do many voices mm-hmm. because there weren't that many characters in the book, actually. Mm-hmm. But the voices that he did do were fabulous. Oh. I my mean, favorite was, voice, oh. my favorite voice was the grandfather. Oh, yeah. He was like, well, Peter, <laughs> let me tell you about your father. Yeah. I'm like, what? But then it was crazy listening to it because it was that voice, that very hard, stern voice. Then all of a sudden it was switched to, well, my grandfather is telling me all about my father. You know, it was yeah. very soft. It was nice transitions. There was never any awkward pauses. Yeah, exactly. And that was another thing that I noted was that the transitions were fabulous, too. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that there were any moments where I just wanted the book to be finished because the pauses were taking too long or mm-hmm. because the chapter lengths were too lengthy. Or- yeah. Oh, I love it. The chapter lengths were, were perfect. Yeah. I think there was about 32 or 33 chapters in the book. It was broken up very nicely. Chapter mm-hmm. one, give me like five minutes. Chapter two. And each chapter alternated mm-hmm. stories. So one was Pax, one was Peter, one was Pax. And it always picked up where the last chapter of that perspective ended. Yeah. Which I really, really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And I just have to say that I am usually not a big proponent, I guess, of books that have animals that speak. But this book was really, really awesome. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it feels as if the animal already knows everything that humans know. And that's inaccurate to Mm -hmm. how animals are. They don't necessarily know what a door is, Mm -hmm. but they know that it lets them out. They may come up with different terms for it, or they may hear their owners speak of each other's names or something. Like in the case of Pax, Mm -hmm. Pax knew Peter as his boy, but he knew his name because the father would say it. Yeah, he he would say, he would say like, oh, Peter, that sounds like the name that is always said when my boy is around. Yes. And so it was really intelligently done Mm -hmm. because the animals don't know. And to kind of piggyback of what you're saying, I really liked how they would 
communicate with each other, the different animals, because they couldn't speak to each other. Yeah. It was like, oh, her hair is standing up on the back of her tail, and that means that she's upset with me, so I'm going to back away. Yeah. And they were communicating through nonverbal communication commands or communication or just different types of movements. I really enjoyed that. And can I just say that I really loved Runt? I loved Runt. He was he so was, runty. He was my favorite. I mean, I really liked Pax and all. Bristol, Bristol uh, was a little bee. Yeah, she well, was. Let's be real. She was protective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a female fox thing. I mean, well, she also had Runt to... To look after. And care for. Which was very protective when Pax came because Pax smelled like human. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because Pax smelled like a human and so they associated him with humans. And Bristol had a run-in with humans that was not positive. And mm-hmm. so she did not trust humans at all. Exactly. And so in a lot of ways, the growing of the two characters, Peter and Pax, by proxy, mm-hmm. went to the other animals and characters mm-hmm. in the books. Like I found that Peter's dad, he also grew up more mm-hmm. because of a certain run-in as well. Yeah. It was just really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I feel like every individual character had their own journey. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Yeah. One thing I do have to say is my least favorite voice that Michael uses in this audiobook is Vola. Really? I felt like Vola's voice was not feminine enough. And I know that she's also served for her country. I mean, she got a peg leg. And she got a peg leg. And I I get it. Like, she's been through some hard times. She's seen some stuff. Yeah, she's seen some stuff. But I just missed that feminine quality of it. She was kind of like a mother figure for Peter on his journey of running away. However, Vola should have called the police herself, but let's not get into that. Mm-hmm. But I really was missing that feminine voice from him. Yeah. And I don't think it was there, but, you know, give and take. Yeah, I have to agree with the voice of Vola because we spend a lot of time with her. Yeah. And at a certain point, I kept forgetting when Peter was talking mm-hmm. and when Vola was talking. And I think that's what my problem with the audiobook was at the fourth hour mark. I texted you and I was like, is this going to get any faster? And I think it was a lot of Vola. Yeah. Like too much Vola. And I'm like, I want to get back to Peter and his own journey to find Pax. And I was just like, come on, Vola. Get a move on, Vola. (laughs) Wobble ahead. Come on. Yeah, because the time passing in the book was not long either. Mm -hmm. It was only a couple of... Actually, no. How long did it take him to recover? So Peter falls. Like we said, he's clumsy. (laughs) The clumsy fool. He is a clumsy fool. And he breaks his foot. Where is the police? (laughs) (laughs) So he hobbles his way up to Vola's place. Vola's place, where all the one-legged people come. (laughs) (laughs) That is really accurate. Very. So he, he hobbles on up to her, and she finds him, and she kind of, instead of calling the police, decides to nurse him and help him relearn how to walk and use his mobility in a new way since he only has one Mm -hmm. useful leg at this point. And so she strength trains him and mentally trains him as well. Mm -hmm. And also helps him come to terms with his grief that he's dealt with over his lifetime. Mm -hmm. Because she's like, listen, kid, we've all been through there. One bad thing or another. You got to get over it. Yeah. Wobble. Yeah. Wobble. Shake it, shake it. I feel like that should be the theme song of the sequel. Pax 2, Vola's Curse. Vola's Wobble. Vola's Curse, where Pax comes with no leg. Oh my god. Oh, oh no. No, nothing can happen to these poor animals. Oh. Even though a lot of stuff does happen. It's yes. very, oh my gosh, for a graphic. middle school mm-hmm. book. 
It's not like oh, bloody graphic. No. It's not. It's just a lot of action. It's a lot of heartbreak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if I were reading this at 12, I would just, I would be scarred. Yeah. I would want a, a pet fox. I see, I have a pet fox. It's not a pet fox. There's a mangy fox running around my neighborhood trying to play with my dogs. And I'm like, come play, come play. But then Eddie's in there yelling at me saying, don't come play with the mangy fox because mangy fox is going to be rabies. <laughs> I love that story so much. I mean, he wanted me today for it. Well, I started to pretend that Pony was a fox oh because he kind of looks like one. Mm-hmm, so I was mm-hmm. just like rolling him over and being like, rawr, rawr, mm-hmm. you're uh, a fox. There's one time I called Benny Pax. It happens. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about our next dog. I'm going to name it Pax. Yeah. And I'm just going to pretend that it's a fox. <laughs> and I will not release it into the oh wild. Oh my gosh. You should just name your, your next dog Fox. We're actually planning that. What? Well, we're not planning on getting another dog yet. But, yeah, but when it happens. But when it happens, our plan was Fox. That is a cute name. We were going to name Pony Fox, but then Fox, we fell in love. But then obviously Pony, we needed Pony. Pony, but then also Fox Mulder. Yeah. X-Files, your yeah. other passion. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know why you didn't think about it sooner. Well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get a clear picture of... The oh. novel in the five hours and 23 yes. minutes or 35 minutes. I'm sorry. Five hours and 35 minutes. Yes. I thought that the world that was built in this book was stunning. Mm-hmm. I could see the clearings clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I could see the fields very clearly. And I could see when Pax would do anything, there were strong descriptions of what he was about to do. And I pictured him doing all of these things, and so Mm -hmm. it was fantastic. The thing that I had a hard time with was Peter's final journey and the final push to get Pax, because I know that Vola helped him out a lot, but there just wasn't a lot of description between him with Vola and then him making that final push. It kind of fell off a little bit with the descriptions. Mm -hmm. I can see that, definitely. And so how did you listen to this book? I listened to this on... Overdrive. It was my first Overdrive really? book. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, I had to wait for it a little mm-hmm. bit. So I put it on my wait list mm-hmm. and I thought for sure that it would take months to come in. Two days later, popped yeah. up a little notification on my uh, phone was like, mm-hmm. Pax is ready for you. I love Overdrive. Oh, it's really good. I listened to this book through Audible. And with Audible, mm-hmm. this can be one of the free books that- oh, yes. Through our affiliate program with Audible. Mm-hmm. So you can go to our website, audioshelf.me, click on the link at the bottom of the page, sign up for a free trial. Mm, and, and then this get can be, two free audiobooks yeah. and this could be it. Yeah. So how did you listen to the book? We were in the car for a little bit. So Sean started listening to it with me. Mm-hmm. And we were in the car for about half of it. And then I came home and I just sat down and I listened to it. Mm-hmm. Just going through emails and stuff. Definitely. It's like one of those books that you can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if your kid has a book report coming up on it, it's a quick read. Oh, my gosh. And if, you're, if your kid wants to read it, if you want to read the book before to, to get the idea of it, before you let your child read it, then you can definitely knock it out in five hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was definitely easy. It took me, it, I think it took me about two days to listen to just because we listened to about two hours in the car. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to the rest of the three and a half hours. At home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took me about two days to listen to it because I listened to half one day and a half the next day. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was nice to split up. Yeah. Where do you think people should listen? I think it'll be a great audiobook to listen to if you take your dog to the park. Oh. Mm-hmm. You can watch little Paxes running around. I know. And especially if it's a caged area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want any of those little kits getting out. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's little kids. Little kids. And I also just think it's a nice book to listen to on a walk or riding your bike. Yeah. Except it's January. There's people that ride bikes in January. I mean, yeah, I guess people that live in California, but Maryland's pretty cold right now. Yeah, that's true. Although there are probably some crazy people that are riding their bikes. Mm-hmm. Crazy healthy people. <laughs> good save. Good yeah. save. No, no offense to the people that ride bikes right now. <laughs> would you do this audiobook, actual book? I would do the audiobook, mm-hmm. I feel. Me I too. mean, I, I want the actual book just because the cover is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's illustrations. Oh, there is? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. The actual book has illustrations, and the illustrations are done by John Clayson. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So that would be really pretty to look at. I think I will have to do both. I will mm-hmm. do the audiobook, and I'll do the actual book. Yeah, and I think the illustrations would help the world building a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think the cover is like packs looking out over the fields. Yeah. Of the trenches and the war going on. I honestly, when I saw it, I thought it was like a little kid, like Mm -hmm. three or four year old kid book. Yes. Just because the cover is so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's no way that this could be a book that I would enjoy. Yeah. But then I read the description and I kind of cried at the description a little bit. (laughs) I cried a lot. (laughs) And then I just had to read it or listen to it. Mm Mm-hmm. So would you shelf this or shove this? I think I have my answer or I know the, your answer. So let's see. What do you think I would say? I think you would sh- not shelf it. I'm just kidding. I would <laughs> sho- means, not shelf it. <laughs> that made no sense. All right. I think you would shelf it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe even shelf multiple copies. Yes. And probably. read to your dogs yeah. each individually. Oh, yeah. When I get more than yes. one dog. <laughs> I'll read to the cats too. I would also shelf this as well. I would really you? enjoy it. Awesome, because mm-hmm. there was a little, it was a little touch and go at moments was, yes. when you were texting me. And I, I think I realized that I like this book a lot more than other books I've read that mm-hmm. I've given more praise to. And I said, I shouldn't be so hard on this book because it was, it was really good for what it was. And it was a middle school written book. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little offensive. <laughs> no, no. I mean, honestly. It was really good for what it was. A piece of <laughs> No, honestly, the writing was fantastic. Yeah. It was just truly inspiring at moments. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Vola. Vola. Call the police, Vola. You need to learn a little thing called CPS. Stranger danger. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, overall, I think we enjoyed this book. Yeah. So, thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook to see what we're up to and be up to date always with us. And we hope you have a wonderful and memorable new year. Bye! Bye. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Don't come here for your your Fox News. Oh, oh God. No. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. National Geographic. Foxes. Faux news. Don't look at us. Uh, my oh, my goodness. Man. Anyway. Anyway, okay. Well, narrated by Michael Carr. <laughs> Narrated by who? You know, give and take. Meet where the. We're gonna take that out.
<laughs> I feel like I keep my brain keeps thinking of things and then I say them out loud and I'm like, but wait, that's not that's actually not how it goes at all. That's not <laughs> what I want to say. And I listened to it. I shopped at BJ's and then I also when I was set, you know, getting ready for New Year's Eve parties and I don't know, I'm making that up. <laughs> we didn't do anything for New Year's. We suck. <laughs> we didn't even like time that. We just looked at each other and we're like, Bye. Yeah, yeah it's time. <laughs> oh, God.